0: Financial support for this podcast comes from Bo's Restaurant, located at 2304 Thomas Drive in beautiful Panama City Beach, Florida. Bo's is open from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday and offers some of the best food in the Florida Panhandle. For takeout orders and more information, give them a call at 850-775-1828. Also, from our friends at KL Skaggs Heating and Air LLC, the next time you are in need of an HVAC repair, please consider giving them your business. Christian owned and operated an above and beyond service any time of the day. Call them anytime at 850 238 5414. There are many sports podcasts out there, but only this one is right on. Welcome in, everybody, to the Right On Sports Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Wright, and I am very, very excited about today's episode. Very, very, very excited. Cannot say that enough.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, so on today's episode, I'm going to be joined by former WWE superstar James Ellsworth, and we're going to be talking a little bit about his, um, his time in WWE and Uh, what he's doing these days his time during the pandemic and of course an upcoming event being held right here in Panama City Beach Florida uh, hosted by Stuff the Bus New Wave Championship Wrestling where it's going to be called Winter Warfare James Ellsworth will be appearing at this it is on Sunday December 13th at the Todd Herondine Theater at 8 it's 80110 Front Beach Road here in Panama City Beach, Florida. 32407. If you bring an unopened toy, you only have to pay $5 at the door. And that's the ultimate goal, guys. The ultimate goal is to get toys for the kids. And that's what this event's all about. Stuff in the bus. New Wave Championship Wrestling is going to be a great time. James Ellsworth will be there. But today. He is going to be on this very podcast, and I'm very excited for you guys to hear it. So, without further ado, this is my interview with Mr. James Ellsworth. Mr. Ellsworth, I appreciate you taking the time and coming on my podcast this afternoon.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, it's three o'clock in the afternoon where I'm at, and I'm talking to you. So, uh, today's a good day. Uh, it's real, actually. It's raining real bad outside and Maybe that's why I'm on the phone with you. But go ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah, the weather's been uh it's been pretty crazy here. Where are you right now? I'm in Baltimore in my house.
1: Uh just chilling. It's raining real bad here, dude. It's like coming down hard. But uh yeah, so it's a nice day to do a do a uh interview here on the phone. There's nothing else to do. <laughs>
0: so <laughs> Hey, absolutely. I mean, I appreciate being the you know, the, the last resort. it is what it is, I guess
1: yeah man i appreciate you having me on i can't wait to come down to panama city hopefully it'll be a lot better weather down there when i get down there
0: uh it's it's pretty cold here right now i mean but i'm complaining to somebody who lives in baltimore so that's that's pretty tough
1: yeah it's about 40 some degrees here what do you guys with 60 70 down there
0: uh no actually right now we're in the we're in the high 50s so we're what that's it oh (laughs) that's well that's tank top weather for you guys yeah, but it, um I'm I'm coming down
1: there December thirteenth and I was hoping it'd be real nice so I could hit the beach. <laughs> but I guess that might not happen.
0: Oh no, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Every, any weather's beach weather here. That's that's the one wonderful thing about Panama City Beach.
1: Yeah, man, I haven't been there in a few years. It's a beautiful place and I really look looking forward to coming down there on December the thirteenth.
0: So so we are gonna get into that, but um I, first I want I want to end with that because there's so much more that goes into that but the first thing I want to uh I want to talk to you about here is I want to know what has James Ellsworth been up to since we last saw him on television because it's been a while.
1: Oh man, it has been hitting the independence hard, traveling the world. Uh you know, I I left TV 2017, then I went back to TV in 2018, which was it was, you know, that doesn't <laughs> happen very often where you leave and you come right back like I think I believe it was 7 months later. And then I've just been hitting the Indies hard since then, you know, traveling the world, doing independent wrestling shows, which I love independent wrestling because it's just, you know, I, I was on the Indies for 14 years before I made it to WWE. So I know the grind and I know how much um, independent wrestling shows are important to the local place where they run. And I, I just love doing it, man. I love performing on any level.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it was a – your run in WWE was one of my favorite storylines ever, man. Um, What what were one of the biggest takeaways that you got from it? Because my my biggest takeaway is obviously the women's money in the bank match. The very first one, Internet's on fire because James Ellsworth climbs the ladder and drops the briefcase to Carmella. Um, I mean, just take us through that moment, if you don't mind. Yeah, it doesn't take much for the Internet to get on fire, but uh... (laughs) – Yeah, um,
1: so you know what's crazy, man? I really do think that's probably my most memorable moment there, like, for fans, because that was the first ever Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. It's always going to be remembered any time they have a Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Every year, everyone's going to go, remember the first one where the the dude, what was his name? James Ellsworth, yeah, yeah, that was his name. He climbed the ladder, and he grabbed the briefcase, and he gave it to Carmelo, and he ruined the whole thing. I (laughs) loved it because – the plan was going in, we always knew we were going to do the second one on SmackDown. So we knew that controversy was going to happen. We knew everybody was going to talk about it, and it worked to a charm because we popped the rating on SmackDown the following week when we did the second one, and that's, you know, it's called business. It was a good business plan, and it worked perfectly. It was Vince's idea, and, you know, and for much uh, – it's, it's funny. Vince should get all the credit in the world. I mean, I know right now, like, the TV isn't as fun. You know, I, it's you know they've been on TV for what? I mean, forty some years. Like it, it's hard right. to come up with new things, you know. And people, I really don't think understand that. In forty years of television, they probably did everything they could, you know, they can do. And you know, they just try to do different things. And that was definitely different, and it definitely worked. And I love doing it; it was a lot of fun.
0: Absolutely, I never knew that it was always in the works to have that second match. I I don't oh, think
1: yeah. it. Yes, that's where the internet will try to fool you, man. Like, the internet thinks they know all. Internet goes, oh, they did the second one because the first one got such bad feedback. No, <laughs> we did we did it that way because we knew we were going to do the second one so we can get a, a nice rating on SmackDown the following week. And the, and like I think like it was either three or four hundred thousand people more watched SmackDown that week than in previous weeks following that. So that hey, is. That's what I'm saying, man. people—they're not there. They don't know what's. If you're not there, you don't know what's going on in any situation or any job right. or anything. Yeah, and well, I, I laughed at that when they thought that we did the second one because the first one, you know, "quote unquote," was ruined by me. But that was always the plan.
0: I think that's a big problem with today. Is I, I don't think the fans uh, have the patience for long-term storytelling anymore.
1: Absolutely not. It, it's that I, I like the best story this year to me. There was a couple of them that were pretty good on television. Bailey and Sasha. Um, and that you know that pretty much went the whole year. The Seth Rollins, Rey Mysterio stuff was real good. Um, anything like I like when stories play out and take a while to unfold. Yeah, you know, like right now it's a lot of them. Are, you start one month, you go in with somebody, and then you guys fight at the pay-per-view when it's over with. The majority of the storylines are like that. Right. You know, and I like it when they're long, and, you know, it makes the rivalries feel more real and feel, you know, people I think would get invested more if there was more of that, you know, where two people were um, are going back and forth for a few months, up up to almost a year, you know, like Bailey and Sasha did this year. To me, that's, that's what I'm a fan of.
0: Absolutely. Me too. 100%. And uh, I actually, I'm, I'm a huge fan of what's going on with like Roman and Jey Uso right now. That whole storyline, that's probably the only thing in wrestling that has me just glued right now.
1: Oh, it's because Roman's just knocking it out of the park. I mean, he comes off as so real. Like it, it, you know, when he was saying to like Drew McIntyre, like you're, you're, you know, you're second best. You're just, a, you're just the guy that holds the title. You're, you know, you're the guy they call when I'm busy. Like that, uh, and you know I, there was some truth to that, you know what I mean? And it just came off as so real and so, like you believe in what he's saying. I, I think we all believe in what he's saying because he believes in what he's saying. It, it's just it, uh, he's killing it right now, man. <laughs> he really is. He, he's the the guy right now for sure.
0: He is. It's a different. It's a different Roman than we've than we're used to because we're used to the whole the whole mantra of the big dog, the good guy, the the superhero if you will and now he's just he's completely different and it's it's honestly one of my favorite characters that i've seen in wrestling ever
1: yeah he's and it's just beginning he's he's gonna keep crushing i hope he has a long lengthy title reign
0: and you know it, it just they capitalize on what they have right now with him so um so let's transition to to the quarantine here, the the pandemic era, if you will, of wrestling, of the whole world. Um, so first question here is, what have you been doing to keep yourself busy during all this?
1: Well, you know, I always find a way, man. So I've still been wrestling all over the place, like Tennessee. I go to Tennessee a lot because I, there's not really a lot of restrictions out there. Right. So, I'll, you know, like I just did a show a few weeks ago uh, – had a couple of hundred people um, in uh, Bristol, Tennessee. I actually wrestled uh, Ricky Morton's son, Kerry Morton for Imperial Wrestling's inaugural show. It was their first show ever. And they drew really well. And that was like two weeks ago. But I did that. I've been selling a lot of merch online, uh, which I, I've always done, but I really have pushed it a lot this year just because you're home a lot more. And, you know, that's that's been doing well, you know. And, um yeah, I do the Cameo videos. Like, I'm on Cameo. Cam, you know, search teams are also from Cameo, if any of you guys are interested. And, um, yeah, I, my my kids, they're doing the uh, virtual learning, so I help them with that. You know, every morning I, uh, I exercise. I keep myself busy. I don't like to sit around and do nothing. I am a movie watcher, so if I am sitting down, I'm either watching a movie or sports. So I'm always doing something. I'm never just sitting around, like, tooling my thumbs. I'm always – you know keeping myself
0: busy no matter what have you ventured into the world of the mandalorian yet you know
1: uh (laughs) i'm just not a big star wars guy i've tried to watch the original movies i'm just not into it i know a lot of people will go (gasps) you know but it's just not my thing you know i'm nothing against it i'm big sasha banks fan she's awesome and she was really good to me when i was there and uh I know she's a part of the new series, and I was going to check that out just because she's in it. But, I, yeah, I haven't partake it all now.
0: I mean, you know, it's an acquired taste. It's it's just like being a wrestling fan. It's not for everybody. It's not, I mean, but, I mean, if you can ever actually sit down and get into it, I, I will say that you don't really have to be a Star Wars fan to appreciate this series because it's more of almost like a Westerner. It's 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 really good.
1: Yeah, i like I said, I'm gonna check it out because Sasha's in it. Just you know.
0: Yeah. She does a good uh, job. Cool, cool. So, yeah, I'm uh, check it out here soon. Absolutely. So uh let's let's talk about today's product since we mentioned the the uh, the pandemic era. You and I had that conversation a couple days ago about how everything is, just seems a little dry right now. It's tough to get through an episode of Raw. It's tough. It's I mean it's I like SmackDown a little bit more because it's shorter. Um but I mean, it's tough to get to an episode of Dynamite Raw. Um, so, what do you think is going wrong in the world of wrestling right now?
1: Well, we touched on a little bit already. Like, I think the storylines have to be drawn out a bit more, you know, like because that way, you know, it's just like watching a sitcom. Like this week, this happened, so you got to tune in next week to see what happens again, and then you know, it just and they're getting away from that a lot. Like on Dynamite, they had that really cool, um, you know, where like, the wins and losses were going to matter, and the top contender would always, you know, wrestle for the world title, and he got away from that, like, you know, it, it just, it didn't matter anymore, where the top contenders were wrestling for the title, it just, if somebody attacks John Moxley, they get a title match, <laughs> like, Yeah. so, like, I, I really liked that at first, like, man, so the wins and losses are going to matter, and the more wins you get, the closer you get to a title match, and then, you know and uh so they got it just you got to stick to your guns like with stuff like that because i thought that was really cool that they were going to do that and then yeah and you got you have to like i, I like uh, you know building new stars and then they're really not doing as much as that like other than like drew mcintyre who was you know in his mid-30s and had a run at wwe before so i'm not sure you can call him a new star but they they built him really well this year into a main event star um uh, yeah, it's it, like I said too, man. It's uh, 40 years of WWE being on television. It's I think for them, it's just hard to come up with new ideas that they haven't done before. But um, like they had the little retribution thing, and you know, one week they're on TV, the next week they're not. Like you, you, know, yeah. you gotta, you know, if you're gonna push that, you gotta, you know, be consistent with it. So I think that's that's the word I'm looking for: consistency in the booking for all brands like has uh, has to be better
0: i think that's the biggest problem absolutely i'd agree with that for sure um how much of this like uh i don't know if it's i don't don't know the words to use i don't want to say it might be like lazy storytelling or anything like that but how much of this do you think is because there's no audience to draw to right now other than a television audience there's nobody to to really wrap in there's no live audience
1: well, I mean, they have people in the Thunderdome now. I don't know how much that helps, and uh, you know, the internet—it's—it's it's funny because the internet's only like ten percent of your audience uh, for WWE, especially. Like, it might be a lot, a lot more for AW because, you know, they—the majority of their audience are Atari, internet fans, I, I would think. But like, you know, your television audience is people that just are, you know, families of four tuning in and checking out Raw or SmackDown, and yeah, yeah, I mean. You can tell by, like this, the way you can tell. You go segment to segment. Oh, okay. Well, like we had Kevin Owens versus uh, Alistair Black, and this many people watch that segment. So, you know, next week we got to use Alistair Black again because the segment did real well. So there is there are ways to tell. I think it's just uh, like I said, the consistency is just not there. Like I like we just brought up Alistair Black. I can't remember the last time he was on the show. So you know they built him up for a little bit. and now he hasn't been on the show, and I don't. I
0: know. Know. Nine ten I, weeks. So you might, uh, you might know this, and I mean, I don't know if the, if any of the Aleister Black stuff is just like backlash on Zelina Vega.
1: Um, uh, it's just hard to tell. I don't, I don't know. I, it, you just never know, man. They, they won't tell you. I, I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, my personal opinion, but you, you just don't know. You really
0: don't. <laughs> right. So, um, so who are the guys? Some of the guys across any promotion right now that you'd like to tie up with that are on the Indies or any promotion? Any promotion, any promotion.
1: Well, it's funny. Well, I put it on Twitter the other day. I like I always wanted to wrestle Spike Dudley. He's not wrestling anymore, I don't think. But like Spike Dudley was a big inspiration of mine, and uh, I, th- I think people would really be into uh, you know Ellsworth versus Spike Dudley. <laughs> Just every- absolutely.
0: That sells. That sells.
1: I don't know. I saw Hornswoggle did that thing on Impact the other day where he was the We nominal AJ Swaggle And I'm like, that would have been funny. That that persona against James Ellsworth on the Indies, I think people would like that. <laughs> um, like I said, I just wrestled Kerry Morton. I really wanted to wrestle him. Big Ricky Morton fan. I've been friends with Ricky for a long time. So that just happened. That was very cool. Um, you know, I, I just always think, man, well, who would the fans like – James Ellsworth to face and it's either like comedy matches or like James Ellsworth versus Brian Cage so he gets killed or James Ellsworth versus Scott Steiner which I did wrestle Scott Steiner earlier this year in January before everything went to crap uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know just so anything like that James Ellsworth against a big guy I was wrestling girls a lot um, that was fun for a while it kind of ran its course though because there were so many people who were doing intergender matches which I don't mind wrestling women at all it's, it's funny for my character to, to do it and uh so i was doing that for a while like i just like performing man like i'll i like wrestling anyone and as long as they're easy and fun to work with that's all i ask for out of an opponent just be easy and fun to work with and let's do business and let's entertain the crowd that we're in front of
0: absolutely i can appreciate that as a fan that's because that's number one man is entertainment that that's this whole world
1: well you're supposed to be entertaining the crowd that you're in front of what, whether the television audience, or if you're in Bristol, Tennessee, in front of 300 people, you gotta entertain that audience, give them something that they're gonna cheer for, laugh at, just react to, you know, boo, like whatever the reaction is, you gotta make the audience react. If they're not reacting, they don't care, you know. Right. So
0: that was always the number one uh the number one thing for like cena is like man people think that he's horrible but the thing is that nobody's ever gotten a louder reaction until roman came around it's that's the number one thing you got to get the reaction whether they're booing oh, man, cheering I remember,
1: uh, um carmel and i wrestled cena and nikki bell in a mixed tag match with smackdown i remember being in the ring john cena's music hit for his entrance and just the how loud that crowd was. I'll never forget that. It was just one of those moments where I was like, man, now that's you know, you do all the house shows you listen to everybody's reactions from backstage and I've heard Cena's reactions from backstage numerous times when he's pulling the house shows or TVs or whatever but when I was in the ring, his music played and he came out <laughs> like that was a different kind of reaction it was amazing.
0: Is it like, uh, is it hard not to I guess I, I'll use the word mark out. Is it hard not to mark out in the ring when Cena's coming towards you? Well, you want to
1: do a good job in the match, so <laughs> <like> <laughs> a, you know that's all I'm thinking about. like, all right, what what what, what we got to accomplish here, you know? And once once that's my favorite part. Once the match is over and a guy like John Cena comes up to you and he says, "Good job," that's when I mark out. Like, man, I just made this guy, the top guy in the business, happy.
0: Like, that's you know, marking out for me. Absolutely. I could see that for sure. So let's, uh, let's push it here. I, g- I guess we'll get here to the, to the main point of this interview. Uh, Winter Warfare here, New Wave Championship Wrestling on December 13th. You're going to be here in Panama City Beach. Uh, my first question was, have you ever been here? But you already answered that. Um, so the ultimate goal of this, of, uh, of the Stuff the Bus, New Wave Championship Wrestling, Winter Warfare, is to, is to get, presents to kids that are needy uh it's, it's t- stuff the bus is kind of like toys for tots in a way uh what does it mean to you to um, to represent an organization like that
1: well so i run shows here in maryland as well and i've been running shows since 2009 and every year we did toys for tots every year well we would do a show in december and we would put the bin out there and, and encourage the fans to bring the toys and every year man that bin was full of toys and it was really nice. To take those toys to the Toys for Tots, you know, and and, and give it to them. That, that's what's, man, like there are kids out there like, that aren't as fortunate as we were when we were kids, or as our kids are, and you know that that just man, uh, like a toy to them would mean the world. Like we, and a lot of people don't understand that because it might be a small thing to us, but to them, it's the it, it's everything. So to do that, especially around the holidays, we, I mean. Stuff like that year-round should be done, but I know it gets harped on a lot at the holidays because Christmas is coming, which, you know, is understandable. But, um, yeah, it's just any time you can help a kid who is in need, and, you know, 100% of the time it's not that kid's fault that he's in need.
0: Right. You know what
1: I'm saying? So it's good. It's definitely good to do that. And I, Like I said, I can't wait to come there on December 13th and uh, help with that cause as much as I possibly can.
0: What is your role at this event? Because I don't—I haven't seen you on any match card or anything. Are you going to throw like an open challenge out? or?
1: Yeah, I'm going to come out. I'm going to say my piece, and we'll see who comes out and says their piece about me saying my piece, <laughs> and then <laughs> we'll see what happens after that.
0: Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it, man. Uh, listen, I'm going to let you go, but I really appreciate your time here. Really appreciate you uh, stepping up and being a part of this event, and can't wait to meet you in person and see you perform.
1: Yeah, man, can't wait to come to Panama City on December 13th and show someone that any man with two hands has a fighting chance.
0: (laughs) Awesome, man. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. All right.